reborn out of disaster, four survivors rose again to form a legion of the world's strangest heroes. Da-da-da-doom Patrol! Scott Coles, and with me, as always, is Murray Fox. Boom, boom, boom. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and this week, we are looking at Doom Patrol number 13 from August 2005. I need my glasses. 2005. It's John Byrne, it's Doug Hazelwood, and it's lots of it kissy face on the cover. <laughs> yeah, if you don't like kissing, this is not the issue for you. Yes. It's got a big, big close-up of Rita putting the smack, the smackers all over Cliff. Ugh. Well, you know, robots need love, too. I guess they do. I guess. Don't be such a machine racist. <laughs> That's it. I'm a machine racist. All right. Robots for everyone. Yay! Yum, yum, yum. She, think, she thinks Cliff's a sex robot. That's uh, right. <laughs> She's giving him a test drive. Now, mind you, the chief is a forward-thinking man. He's probably got attachments and stuff for that. <laughs> I bet he does. I bet he does, and they've all got and, little well, secret... Well, what with the uh, S&M bondage mask that Larry was wearing in this uh, incarnation of Patrol, it wouldn't surprise me. Totally. There's got to be little peep show cameras all over the place. And, uh Yeah. He's got a website, you pay your money, and you get a password. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Come see the heroes. Do the nasty. I want to check this out. Wow. Yeah, yeah. They'll do it with robots. They'll do it with metamorphic freaks. Oh, yeah. They'll probably do it with apes and voodoo guys. Why not? It's kinky sex all the time. <laughs> the DP party with no holes barred. <laughs> 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 I'm not touching that one. <laughs> All right. So we open. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember the last time we talked about this stuff, but uh, the Civil War ghost had just blown a hole through the blue <laughs> guy. Yes. He's now lying smoking on the ground and appears to be melting into some sort of puddle. That's a problem if you're a voodoo guy. Boiling away to nothing. Yes. Even cliff sensors can't sense him. Bummer. Like, what happened? The chief's like, uh, let's worry about that after you take me to the hospital. Because I'm totally <laughs> crippled, dude. That's right. I'm lying here on the floor. I've been here for a week. Face down, even, dude. <laughs> Face down. My arms are all akimbo. Come on. Show some respect. So they take him to the infirmary and strap him into his exoskeleton deal there. Yes. They're like, okay, now you got your body back. What do you now? <laughs> Give us some answers. That's right. Now, can we talk about this ghost? <laughs> and he's like, well, I don't think he's actually a ghost. He's more the living embodiment of a man's hatred. Hatred and madness. Dun, uh, dun, dun. I see. So, the voodoo guy's gone. <laughs> but now we have another question. This other ghost. Yeah. <laughs> This other ghost, he's uh, seen better days. He looks he looks like Eddie from the Iron Maiden posters. 
<laughs> yes, he does. In like a Civil War outfit with long hair. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, ghost, why would you call me that, ma'am? I ain't nothing but a soldier doing his duty. <laughs> duty. <laughs> He's not doing much of that anymore. And the chief's like, are you Elihu Washburn by any chance? <laughs> That's the name my mama gave me. How do you know me? I can't say I recognize you. You don't hear Elihu all that often anymore. No, that name has fallen out of favor for <laughs> Justin and uh, Trey. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We should, uh, we should bring be leading the Elihu. charge for <laughs> Bring back Elihu. It's got, it kind of rolls off the tongue. Elihu. Uh, and Chief's like, sorry to bring it to you, buddy, but you've been dead for a long time. <laughs> oh, and also cursed. <laughs> Oops, sorry about that. But you know the Chief, he is not one to sugarcoat. That's right. So uh, Blue Band Group is, as always, confused. He doesn't know what's going on, shockingly. Uh-huh. And uh, Nudge is like, I don't know, I just found him. <laughs> I was wandering around in my little cut-up nylons, and suddenly this ghost was on me, and eh, you know. They all left her, in the, when they left her in the ship to check out the island, because she was having a massive migraine. Yes. She got better, and she went out, and she looked around, and she came across this ghost dude. Right on. So they went to, uh, through the prison, come up behind Voodoo Guy. And the Civil War guy stabbed him with his bayonet. Yes. Well. Long story short, that's how that's how it happened. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep. So they're like, okay, well, we're not sure if this goat, the voodoo ghost is dead or not, so maybe we should <laughs> stick with the chief at all times. That's right, because I guess if anyone can kill a ghost, it's probably another ghost. The other ghost, yeah. 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 There are probably rules about that. Yeah. I have to look at my uh, <laughs> handbook of the undead. But That's uh, right. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. So Rita says she's going to check through the records and see if there's any mention of uh, Private Washburn and what's going on. Because I guess the chief is like, I'll tell you your name and I'll tell you you're dead and you're cursed, but I'm not going to tell you how I know or why. <laughs> I'm not going to give you any more details, dude. <laughs> Pay up. That's right. Chief don't work for free. This exoskeleton doesn't buy, pay for itself, you know? That's right. You give me something, I'll give you something. That's right. <laughs> Show me the sugar. Mm-hmm. So apparently when uh, Key Mordaz was a prison camp during the Civil War, oh, somebody, the uh, major who was in charge of the prison camp set a curse on him because he was a deserter. <laughs> yes, that's how you got to be a major. You had to... Believe in the South, but also have like a little side, side voodoo, <laughs> a business. side voodoo business there. <laughs> I were no deserter. I was state standing guard <laughs> on the South Wall, like I always did. Everything was quiet, peaceful as the grave, you might say. Then I was shot with an arrow. Yes, it was a Yankee raiding party. Of course, it they was. Shot me with an arrow. So there'd be no gunshot to alert the troops in the camp. And he was reaching for the bell, but he tried to get it, but he fell off the wall and bit the big one. Yep. And so it goes. Yes. 
The damn Yankees came ashore. <laughs> Not Ted Nugent. Oh, no. <laughs> so they blew a hole in the wall, and I guess at some point they took it over, and that's when everything goes dark for poor old Elihu. Yes. Yeah. So, so he's just been sort of hanging around. He, he just didn't realize he was dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, well, shouldn't he have gone to, like, heaven or hell or something or other? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> there are no mirrors in the... <laughs> no mirrors in the prison. Or maybe he doesn't appear in mirrors. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. So they're like, okay, well, uh, they go outside. They check out the wall. And uh, Rita gets big and puts a hole in the wall. They're going to try and find his bones to give him the proper burial, of course. He's like, well, maybe you best hold off, Ms. Rita. I don't want to seem ungrateful or nothing like that. But maybe it's best to leave my bones where they is for a mite longer. See, I really don't want to leave just yet. That's I'm in right. love with this little Asian girl. That's right. He doesn't want his bones to be disturbed because he only he's got one plans for his bones. <laughs> yeah. Lord, the South shall rise again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, well. <laughs> oh, dear. Me son can pick them. First, a four-armed gorilla. Blue man group's getting all jealous. Blue man's groups. Yeah, he's into her. And now... Yeah. Old bag of bones there. Oh. <laughs> so there's uh, the chief. He's tooling around in his stand-up uh, <laughs> exoskeleton wheelchair thing. <laughs> this is a videotape. <laughs> this is a videotape recorded by the automatic uh, cameras I ha have installed. A small <laughs> experiment I started a while back. <laughs> Read his entire life. That's right. A while back in 1963... <laughs> If when not I was earlier, creating, I was videotaping everything. <laughs> I still do. <laughs> yes, it's amazing how often that comes up for the chief. Like yeah. we, <laughs> we like to have a camera for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it's all there, man. It's all there. He is a videotaping, peeping Tom freakadoo. Mm -hmm. So. It's, it's, it's some sort of time travel experiment with his mouse. Oh, right. The, 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 special, the special mouse. Yes. He was figured out how to get into the food three weeks ago because you trained it yesterday? Uh -huh. Correct. The memories were transmitted back through time to his earlier self. Interesting. Hmm. Uh-huh. Blue Man Group steps up. He's like, oh, yeah. The danger is negligible, Rita. In fact, such things happen all the time in the world without anyone in the world being made aware of it. And the chief's like, oh, I got you now, bitch. I knew it. I knew you'd know. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Rita was all worried that people would go back and change the past, but uh, Blue Man Group is smiling. He, uh, he's and It turns out the chief had deduced all along what Blue Man Group really was. Turns out he's a mass of chronotropic energy. Wow. He's a time thingy. Mm-hmm. There's much more to him than meets the eye, as they say. Uh-huh. So he's like, well, what are we going to do with it then? Are we going to go back and assassinate Hitler or something? <laughs> no, no, we can't do that. 
It can transmit the thoughts and memories of an individual only back to a time within its own lifetime. I see. So they can't go back to Hitler because none of them were alive at that point. And right. There you go. So what are we doing then? What's going on? <laughs> sure seems like there wouldn't be a whole lot of use for this new toy of yours. Oh, yeah? Ooh. We cut to Speedway City, Saturday, August 31st, 13 years ago. Hmm. <laughs> Looks like a dark and stormy night. The apartment of Julia McIntyre. And somebody wake you see somebody waking up in bed and it's Cliff in his old style oh no, it's, it's his regular style his, uh, robot man body. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh he's like, oh man, I guess it didn't work. I should be in my human body, but I'm still robot man. Unless he turns on the light and looks in the mirror. Dun 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 uh, He's Cliff Steele. In the mirror. See himself. In the mirror. Mm-hmm. Not in, and he's not a pile of ashes. <laughs> so he looks around, da da da. He says, oh, this is, this Julia chick is uh, way into me. She's <laughs> got like memorabilia all over the place, and holy moly. Lovely. Ooh, Cliff is betting a groupie. Ooh, She's like, she's a cutie. <laughs> she's like, I gotta go out for a little while. She's like, you do, huh? Well, in case you heard, the streets of Speedway City aren't clothing optional. He's like, whoops, I'm naked. <laughs> she's like, whatever, you can have some breakfast first. She's like, oh, this is gonna be weird. <laughs> Not used to eating like real people anymore. That's right. Cut back to now, there's a whoop, 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 whoop. Right on. Something's going on. Brand new alarm. They've never heard this one before. So the Doom Patrol comes running into the lab. There's the chief. Talk, and he's uh, got Cliff on the table. Is he dead? No. At least his brain is still alive. But his EEG is flat. And there's no brain functions to be recorded. It's as if he has left. <laughs> Cliff Steele has left the building. Oh, so he used the time brain time travel gizmo unknowingly of the others. Uh-huh. So he went back, ba-da-ba-da-ba. Ooh, he wants to prevent his racing accident. That's the idea. Then he doesn't have to be Robot Man anymore, which clearly can't happen, otherwise he wouldn't be around to go back to help himself not crash. <laughs> <laughs> Wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. Yeah, Ouch. Ouch, is all I say. So, looks like Rita decides she's going to go back to uh-huh. try and stop him from stopping himself. <laughs> <laughs> and she's in her old bedroom, and, well, it looks oh, like she's uh, a Julia's not too. the only uh, <laughs> person who's way into Cliff Steele. <laughs> Yes. Oh, dear. This is an unexpected turn of events, unless, of course, you looked at the cover of this issue. Yes. Well, and they kind of hinted, they dropped hints once or twice at the earlier issues that that there was some romantic shenanigans that could have potentially gone on. But, But of course, at this time, she's 13. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
So she's going to go and try and find him. So she uh, sneaks into the garage and steals Dad's uh, motorcycle. <laughs> she speeds away, of course, going past a police car. That's not going to work out well. Meanwhile, cut back to Cliff at Julie's place. He's getting dressed. Or, if he's, or maybe he's at home now. I'm not sure. So now it's time to make sure it doesn't happen. He's like, well, I wonder what it'll be like when history changes. Okay, so Cliff is wondering what it's going to be like when history changes. He calls up Gus Sullivan. I guess he's the guy that owns the car that Cliff's going to crash. <laughs> And he tells Gus that he's not coming. He said, what do you mean you're not coming? you have any idea what we lose, have to lose if we don't drive in this race? He's like, nothing compared to what I'll lose if I do drive, Gus. Oh, snap. So he's like, I just won't be racing today. Or maybe never again. Bum, bum, bum. No! So he uh, hangs up the phone. He's like, damn, I'm still Robot Man. How does this happen? There's a knock, or there's a doorbell. He goes up, answers the door. It's Rita. She can see him as Robot Man, and he sees her as Rita, so I guess it's okay. He doesn't realize she's 13, maybe. <laughs> He's like, yeah, know what you're trying to do, but you can't stop me. He says, but Cliff, don't you see? You have to. I know it's a terrible thing to ask, but if you don't do this, there may never be a Doom Patrol. And I, for certain, won't become who I am today. Because she was at that race that day. Dun, That's dun, right. Dun, the fateful day. And the uh, car exploded. Lots of people poured down from the stands, but I was fast. I got there first. <laughs> and I saw what they took with that that was left of your car. Lovely. I cried all the way home. Cried for two days straight. Oh, poor baby. And then they announced you were still alive. So she went down and she checked it out. She uh, got a job with uh, the chief. <laughs> that is a long time to harbor a crush. No kidding, right? Wow. <laughs> So I guess she's somehow qualified to be a lab assistant to the chief. The chief isn't real fussy about who he has in his lab. He's like, ah, some, some Indian orphan I picked up. That's cool. Oh, some draft dodging uh, pretend surgeon. That's okay. That's totally fine. Whatever. Some chick that just likes race cars. That's good enough. Qualified. Yes. So I guess they talked, they, uh, Cliff's brain was hooked up to a thing where he could hear and, and uh, talk. So they talked for hours and hours. So, of course, as you do when you talk to someone for hours and hours, you fall in love with them. Yes. She fell in love with his brain. And she's kissing the robot man, and all of a sudden, uh-oh... Here comes the other groupie. Ooh, cat fight. Oh, no. Sticking <laughs> out her earrings. <laughs> this isn't what it looks like. <laughs> She's like, it's not what it looks like, especially to you since it looks like I'm kissing a 13-year-old girl. <laughs> In pajamas. Hubba hubba. Dude. 
<laughs> and now the police are at the door. That's yeah. never good. <laughs> this really isn't what it looks like. <laughs> oh my goodness. So the police take the man down to the police station. Rita's parents are like, this isn't your fault, dear. It's all that bad man's fault. <laughs> He's dirty. <laughs> She's like, ah, oh, nobody accosted me. God damn it, you people. <laughs> I'm his love muffin. <laughs> and no one will stand in our way. Yeah. I'll run away. I swear I will. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Robot Man's in jail. Because that's what happens when you kiss underage girls in your girlfriend's house with the police outside. <laughs> yes. Should any of those things happen to you, dear listeners, please do not kiss the 13-year-old girl. <laughs> no. Unless you're 13, then I guess it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, then it's probably okay. Of course, if you're 13, you probably shouldn't listen to this, because I'm just a terrible person to listen to. <laughs> Anyhow... Uh, he's still in jail. He's still in jail. And, uh, looks like the car is going to race. Without Cliff? Oh, apparently the car is racing without him. Oh no, the third turn! That's where I had my accident! And all of a sudden he starts feeling woozy. Oh no, he's turning inside out and he falls and he's back in the present. Oh, maybe not. Sort of. He's <laughs> not, not in Key Mordaz. No, he's on a tiny little island. Larry, what are you? What the heck are you doing in that outfit? So what are you yammering about, Cliff? This is the same costume I always wear. Now come, come on, we have to face Zal and Madame Rouge as a team. <sighs> dun, dun, dun. What? He's back on the island. That's right. <laughs> where the Doom Patrol meets its fateful end. Yes. Which I had thought did not happen in this. Yeah, in this time stream. Because this, this is a rebooted happened. reality, right? Yep, exactly. Yeah. So John Byrne is playing with us. So now we'll see what happens next time. Yes. Yes. It's kind of cool seeing them all in their uh, original outfits. Well, except for him. He's got the, his buttons of steel outfit there. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he does. It's he's a little very clearly delineated the buttocks for yes. a robot. That's all I'm saying. I know. I know he's a robot, but he should really wear some pants or <laughs> totally some like shorts jeans. or something. Because <laughs> he used to wear those cool grunge jeans with the knees ripped out. Uh huh. He should go back to those. Anything, or anything to cover up the uh, <laughs> perfectly sculpted <laughs> robot. Robo gluteus. Yes. <laughs> Yes, his... I uh, like showing it off, too, because the next issue's covering. They're, they're right there, front and center, too. <laughs> yes, he's... He, yeah. Burn is into the robo-buns. He kind of likes the go. robot buns or something. <laughs> yes. All righty. <laughs> All righty. Well, if that issue is right up your alley, if you're into uh, robot buns or uh, kissing robots... You can tell us all about it. Let us know all about your love robot experiences. Yeah. Scott would love sure. to hear about them. <laughs> I'm into hearing about it. I mean, you know. <laughs> of course.
course. Just hearing about it. <laughs> that's all you need. <laughs> yeah. That's, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Dear Penthouse, I never <laughs> thought it could happen to me, but <laughs> a robot showed up at my door one day. Anyway... If you want to tell us your little robot story, you can wander over to our website, which is doompodtroll.com, click on the little comment button and leave us your robot stories there, or you can send us an email, which is our, which goes to, what's our address? Doompodtroll at (laughs) gmail.com. You can send us a letter, like, like, I was going to say a bud, but it's Fabio. Fabio sent us a letter. Fabio! Fabio, yes. He uh, says, Dear Murray, dear Scott, sorry to hear about the laptop, which is fine, because really, it happened a long time ago. I'm over it. I'm over it. What, what laptop? My laptop that we used to do the recording on, it crashed. And I, like, it, <laughs> it seriously physically crashed, because my lovely wife, she dropped it. <laughs> oh, have you talked about it on the show and I have no recollection? I don't know if I ever talked about it. This was... I don't know. Well, how does he know then? I think I sent him a note saying, I was just explaining why we had our little uh, couple of months hiatus there because we uh, we lost our (laughs) our recording. I know I don't really pay attention. (laughs) Yes, there we go. So he he says, um, oh yeah, he was asking about our lost episode. (laughs) Our lost episode 10. He thinks it refers to issue three of Giffen's Run. So, I still haven't been able to find it, but if not, we'll just pull out issue three again and we'll Yeah, maybe we'll re-record. have a different word. <laughs> we will re-record it. We're still looking, but it hasn't quite shown up yet. Anyway, he says all the best, and I haven't had time to listen to the interview yet, but he thinks it sounds interesting. So, Fabio, when you've listened to it, let us know what you think, because I gotta say, Mr. Staten is a gem of a gentleman. Yeah, he was a swell dude. He, he really didn't mind is. our buffoonery. <laughs> I always liked that. Yeah, he was he was yeah, very comfortable and willing to talk about all kinds of stuff. You never know what those sort of old old timer guys that uh if they if they're, you know, into your shenanigans or not. Well, or even if they're into the stuff they did, like some of them you get the feeling like they would well, just Well, that's assume. true. They'd rather just forget about it, yeah. Yeah, but he was quite happy to talk he was about very it. Very gracious. Yeah, yes, yeah. Excellent. Yeah, he's a good dude. A good dude. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Alrighty. Thanks again. And I guess that's it. That's it for this episode. We will see you all next week. You can send us an email. You can go visit our website. Or we'll just see you next week. Booyah. Booyah. Bye-bye.